The impact of Peter the Great on Russia was perhaps greater than even the most famous absolute ruler, Louis XIV, had on France. But did you know that as part of his modernization program of the 1680s, Peter forced all Russian men to shave off their beards or face a heavy tax? I am your host, Peter Zablocki, and this is History Shorts. When Peter the Great's family came to power in 1613, Russian society was dominated by the great land-owning families of the nobility, and its vast estates worked by serfs. Serfdom in Russia was not much different from slavery. When a landowner sold a piece of land, the serfs were sold with it. Landowners could also give serfs away as presents or to pay debts, and it was illegal for serfs to run away from their owners. Due to its geographical barriers, with its only seaport on the icy White Sea, Russia spent most of the 17th century cut off from Western Europe and stuck in its archaic and outdated ways. Peter Romanov came to power at a young age, co-reigning with his half-brother Ivan V from 1682. He was fascinated by modern tools and machines in foreign shops, yet his biggest passions were ships and the sea. Growing up, he proclaimed that Russia's future depended on having a warm water port and modernization. By 1696, following Ivan's death, he would have free reign to do anything he wished to meet that goal. Peter assumed the throne, determined to modernize Russia. In 1698, when only 25 years old, he set out with 200 servants and 55 nobles on an overland journey to Western Europe to learn about what his nation needed. It was the first time that a Russian Tsar traveled among Westerners. Peter, in an attempt to collect an unbiased opinion, went to the Netherlands in plain clothes and pretending to be an ordinary shipyard worker. He even rose at dawn every morning and carried his own sack of tools to the worksite. For four months, the mysterious six-eight-foot-tall Russian was just Carpenter Peter. Following a stint in the Netherlands, Peter traveled to England and this time presented himself to the king as the Russian Tsar. He then toured London as huge crowds followed his every step. During his tour of Europe, Peter admired everything he saw on the continent. Its ships, its industries, its cities, and its music. He even admired that most men he saw through his travels shaved their faces. After months in Western Europe, the Tsar decided it was time to go back home and modernize Russia, a task he knew would not happen easily. For you know yourself, he said to one of his officials, that our people will not do it unless forced to. Over the next few decades, Peter the Great would transform his nation into a power to be reckoned with. Despite his successes, Peter's methods were often harsh, and his reforms were not universally accepted. Upon his return to Russia in 1698, Peter introduced Western-style clothing, promoted education, and decreed that parents could no longer marry off their sons and daughters unless the young people agreed to the match. Peter then modernized the Russian military, creating a standing army and navy. He implemented conscription, introduced modern weaponry, and established the first Russian navy in the Baltic Sea after a long war with Sweden to gain this warm port. To make government more efficient, he reorganized the government structure, creating administrative and military provinces and establishing a senate. He then implemented reforms in the Russian Orthodox Church, reducing the church's influence over political matters while moving the capital closer to Europe by building a new modern city of St. Petersburg. Yet surprisingly, the very first thing that Peter the Great reformed upon returning to Russia was not any of those things, but beards. To the Tsar, the old Russian custom of wearing beards symbolized everything that was backward about his nation. The very thought of shaving was horrifying to the Russian nobles in a country where their treasured facial hair symbolized manhood and Christianity. 
Regardless, the Tsar beckoned him forward when his nobles came to see him upon his return from Europe. With everyone watching, he took out a long European razor. In attendance were the most important men in Russia, the army commander and host of assorted aides and diplomats, all suddenly scared of what was transpiring before them. Peter then commanded the men to hold still as he personally shaved off their beards. After officially stating that all Russian nobles had to shave off their beards, the Tsar posted barbers at Moscow's gates to ensure obedience. The beard tax, an official law, applied to all men except peasants and the clergy. Those who wished to keep their beards had to obtain a special token as proof of payment of the beard tax. It was this metal tag hanging from their necks that the street barbers sought out from anyone they encountered with even slight facial hair. It was not long before the locals began calling Peter's barbers the beard police. Still, those that could, did pay. The amount of tax varied depending on the social status of the individual. The higher the social rank, the higher the tax imposed on the beard. In Western Europe, a clean-shaven face was often associated with being modern, military discipline, and European fashion, all of which Peter sought to promote in Russia, regardless of any ancient traditions. Peter would die in 1725. His beard tax was still very unpopular, more than 26 years after its creation. Interestingly enough, the Beard Decree remained in place and made money for the Russian court for nearly another 50 years. Yet with each year, as Peter's modernization continued leading Russia toward industrialization and hence making its nobles wealthier, more people simply paid to have their beards instead of shaving. And because the cost of doing so had not increased since the turn of the century, it no longer amounted to much money annually. It was time for the wacky beard decree and tax to go away. The act was finally repealed by Catherine the Great in 1772. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out History Shorts on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your shows. You can also visit HistoryShortsPodcast.com.